Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit fightradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Nathan A. Perez. He, along with Marcia Ballinger, Dr. Marsha Ballinger, have co-authored the book, The 20-Minute Networking Meeting, Learn to Network, Get a Job. Uh, well, everyone, you may have heard or not, that networking is the most important skill you will or could ever have when it comes to getting a job or even developing your career. And if you have heard of it, you may have asked yourself, well, okay, how do I do it? Why is it so hard? And why don't other people want to do it? Well, that's what we're going to discuss today with Nathan Perez, author of, I said, co-author of the multi-award winning the 20-minute networking meeting. Nathan is a national speaker and executive career job search coach at Career Innovation, but unlike many of us, has an unusual professional background that covers over two dozen day jobs and carries the unique perspective of not just coaching executives, but helping place them into companies around the world. And you may ask yourself, two dozen jobs, but that's a lot. And it's because Nathan, who is a formerly trained actor, started his professional life in New York City theater, and like so many other artists, kept day jobs in parallel to his artistic life. And that is everything from swim teacher to bartender to the executive assistant in the executive offices of such organizations as Goldman Sachs, L'Oreal, Rockefeller Brothers Fund, to name a few. So this guy who has walked the walk, this is a guy who has walked the walk and talked the talk. Now, after 20 years in front of audiences, cameras, and microphones, and after 15 years in the executive search industry, Nathan is on the other side of the networking and interviewing table, helping job seekers and career developers at all levels promote their careers by way of the all-dreaded but often talked about topic of networking. For more information, you can visit Nathan's website, which is www.nathanaperez.com. For more information specific to the book, you can visit www.the20.com. That's 20nmm.com for the 20-minute networking meeting. So with that, I'd like to welcome Nathan to the show. Good day, Nathan. Good day, Robert. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It is my pleasure. And, you know, at these particular times, boy, is this a very topical um, conversation that we're going to have here. So, uh, um, so anyway, I'm really looking forward to talking to you. So um, let's, first of all, I guess we should probably start with networking and talking about exactly what networking is. So would you mind from your perspective and all the work you've done, explain what you feel networking is. Right. Uh, it's a really good question, and it's something that uh, that I'm asked 
pretty, pretty often. Um, so I think maybe the way to actually start is talking about what networking is, is not. Um, and, and what it is not is, is, is about, you know, being slick and smooth and, and dropping names and being salesy or going and working a room. Those things that um, we, we sort of, um, I think sometimes we, we pin behaviors on that word networking. Networking has a negative connotation. And, and those behaviors are everything that I just mentioned. But what it really, really is, is just information gathering uh, and information exchange. You could even possibly call it research if you really wanted to. But really, it's just like any other conversation we've had uh, where we might be talking about some, like the weather, we might be talking about the kids, we might be talking about things that are happening at work. All that is just information exchange. And if we were to be more formal about it and actually sit down and have a meeting and, and then, uh, you know, there'd be some questions and there'd be some answers, that's also the information exchange. That's all it really is. And this is something that we do all the time, every day, literally every day and every discussion that we have. Simple as that. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm so glad that you, you pointed it out that way because the, for me, you know, I'm one of those people that when, as soon as you say networking, well, quite honestly, when the first information came across to me <laughs> to have you on the show to talk about networking, it's like, oh, do I really want to do this? <laughs> uh, right. I mean, I have, I have a corporate background, you know, so I mean, I understand, you know, the value and, and that kind of thing sure. of networking. But, you know, I think for a lot of people, it does have that. And, and I think it goes back to, like you say, to the, the idea of the salesmanship and, and you know, uh, the slick kind of approach, you know, because, I mean, for, for me, that is not me. You know, now information right. gathering and sharing, that's a whole different thing. You know, that I, that I, right. I, can, I can get into. Right, right. It is, you know, uh, the thing is about networking is there, there are many different purposes for networking. There are many different outcomes uh, when it comes to networking. But the truth is, from the beginning to the end of a meeting, it really is still just about information exchange. And then it just goes back to exactly what I said, which is just whatever it may be that we are learning from one another, that is it. So, for instance, if you and I are talking about um, anything that we talk about today, uh, it could be around podcasting, it could be about a radio show, and then, you know, after the show, maybe another week or two later, you reach out to me or I reach out to you and say, hey, Nathan, do you remember when we were talking about uh, radio stuff? Or I said that to you, Robert, do you remember when we were talking about podcasting? You say, sure. I said, you know, you mentioned something. Could I ask you a couple of questions about this one thing that you had said? You know, then there you have it. You say, oh, mm -hmm. sure, yeah, what is that? Let's clarify that. Well, then there you are. You're just back into like a second meeting, and you're just exchanging more information, and, and there you have it. Just a couple of questions answered uh, that are related to a past conversation, and that's the exchange, and that is networking. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah, very much. And I, I can see that happening, and, you know, that is something that, that I, I do. You know, so, I mean, it's um, it's nice to – recognize that some current activity that I'm doing is that networking. So, I mean, it makes it easier then for me to um, want to implement more, recognizing it's something I do, you know, and I enjoy. So right. it makes it easier to say, let's go ahead and do it. Now, in your opinion, who should network? Oh, gosh, every single one of us and all the time, especially if you were to – if you, you know, if you need money to pay the bills, this is critically important. Mm -hmm. um, and I work with um, uh, a lot of executives and, and senior executives, and, and I meet a lot of them who, you know, lost their job unexpectedly. 
And, and of course, they learn that, oh, gosh, I have to go out and do this networking thing. And, and most of them will admit, I, you know, I never I – was, I wasn't networking during the time I had a job. I mean, why would I go and do that? And as a result, it puts people really far behind. It can take a few months uh, to kind of ramp up. And for, for one, you have to get on schedules. For two, you got to kind of build the relationships over time. And then third, you got to kind of meet other people through those people to keep your networking going. So if you're not networking like right now, um, then you, you fall behind, you know, over the course of time. But we should all be doing it, and we should all be doing it all the time. But again, right, it, it doesn't mean that you have to call up a complete stranger uh, and say, hey, let's have a meeting. Um, they could be the people that you're around with right now, and it could come in the form of a, like a coffee or, you know, maybe it's a lunch or maybe it's something just really casual. But basically what you're doing is just keeping in touch and, and continuing to have, um, uh, you know, discussions and conversations and just uh, interpersonal uh, interactions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could see where, you know, everyone should, and, and I think probably to agree everyone is. Um, networking, but it's yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of having a focus on that, or or you you mentioned earlier purpose. So, you know, there are different purposes. So, um, would you what are can you just kind of name off of a few different types of um, purpose that people may want to um, use as far as networking? Just to give an right, idea of right. the variety. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so we're right now we're kind of talking about it in terms of job search. It could be for your own career development, which means that you're already in a job and maybe you want to get to the next step. Uh, maybe you even want to switch over industries altogether. But then networking is also used for sales. Anybody who's in sales, they know that they have to go out there and meet new people to gain new business. Um, and then you have business development, which is a little bit different than sales. Business development is um, gaining more clients, uh, so like it could be a business-to-business uh, situation. It could also be marketing, and it could be personal. So, for instance, a, a personal networking scenario would be uh, if you're looking to make a move. Maybe it's uh, across town. Maybe it's across the country but you're really not sure about where you need to be going. You don't know about real estate uh, over on that side of town or that side of the country, but um, you happen to know someone who is in real estate. Maybe they live next door or, 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 or it's a cousin or maybe it's a friend of a friend, and you ask them, would you mind if I ask you two or three questions about uh, real estate like in the Northeast or real estate in general? And they say, sure, yeah. Uh, well, that would be a personal networking scenario. Um, it should probably yeah. also be said that um, when we reach out to others to ask questions, uh, sometimes people go, gosh, you know, I don't, want a, I don't want a whole meeting or, gosh, they're going to charge me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Try to remember mm-hmm. that two or three questions does not make up a full consultation meeting. It's just a couple of questions. <laughs> and for the most part, right. all of us really want to help each other. And usually when, when it gets a little weird with networking and accepting networking requests, it's about time. You know, time tends to be the deciding factor. And, and when time isn't used wisely, that's when people shy away. But it's just a few questions, right? And, and, and again, that can be a personal scenario. So that's, there's a whole range of different purposes of wanting to network. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, and so I would guess then as a natural uh, follow on to that is that the type of people you would want to network with 
are those that would help achieve whatever purpose it is that you have in mind. Right. Uh, are you asking, say, like, who, who are specific yeah, people yeah, that you want to be networking with? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, that was what I was trying to, <laughs> trying to say. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, is that we kind of have this perception that there are some people out there who are, who are a real special kind of networking contacts, and we kind of treat them that way. Like, these are the people, you know, they're, they're at the top, and they, and they know the certain kinds of people, and they know all that stuff and whatever else, and, and, we, and we kind of treat them that way. But the thing is, those same people that you might have that, that perception are just human beings just like us, right? I just had a discussion uh, with someone who said, you know, um, well, what about, you know, if I wanted to network with the, the CEO of, of, of Volvo? Well, if mm-hmm. you're in a grocery store and, you know, and it's, you know, it's late at night or whatever else, it's just another human being who's looking for milk. <laughs> um, but it's, it, it isn't – there aren't really key con- – you can prioritize. And you can um, decide who you want to network with first, but really this is all about information, right? Information gathering and information exchange. To that end, anybody likely has pieces of information that we do not already have. And when you look at it that way, that means that you can network with anybody. Um, So, for instance, um, if you were to maybe be talking to somebody at one of your, you know, the kids' soccer game, and, uh, and you happen to be talking to a young person, and that person has uh, some advice for you around fishing or maybe grocery shopping or where to go for this, that, or the other. That's still information that can be valuable to you. And even though they're giving you a certain mm-hmm. kind of information, while you might not use it, uh, it might give you ideas of your own. So it opens the world wide up to just taking and using the information. So it's less about exactly who you want to be networking with and more about doing something with the information that you are given. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah I, can, I can understand where that um, you, you maybe interact with the purpose of, you know, maybe seeking a particular type of information but getting something totally different and, and how that can, you know, lead you on to different ways. I, I mean, I have had many a situation where um, I would, you know, talk to one person and it's like, oh, no, you know what? I really don't know the answer to that, but I'll tell you who does, you know. <laughs> and yes, can, you exactly. Know, me on. Yeah. And so, and, and so in that sense, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of focusing on your, your comment about the information gathering, you know, and having that be the, the focus, um, because when you're in that mode, um, you really kind of pay attention to everything, you know, that's being said, everything, you know, right. rather than, so, um, so in that sense, I think that it's, um, uh, it's just a, a, a wonderful approach to recognize it as being information gathering. Yeah, it really simplifies things, and it makes us really realize that we really are, we're doing it all the time, every discussion, every conversation, with every experience level, every age. And then when you look at it like that, then you understand that information is everywhere, including yourself. We're walking data banks of of our own information and experiences, and we're able to, you know, give back. 
we just have to be like, you. Yeah. Know, we've got to be focused and intentional about what it is that we're looking for and what it is that we're able to give. And I get asked that a lot. Well, what, you know, what do I really have to give? You have a lifetime of a lot of things to be able to give. Every step that you take, every day that you have lived, there's all these experiences that we have. I'll go a little further with this. Um, we can think about these things in a professional context, but what we really all have in common is, is all of our personal life as well. You know, it's one thing if we're in an office and we have a certain kind of title, but is it true that we also have families? We've got moms and dads and we have kids. We have the daily experience. We've got, like I was saying, grocery shopping. We have all of these things to talk about. So when you just look at it that way, then you're just simply having discussions and information exchange. Yeah, that, uh, it's, um, I like that. I like that approach. And, and, and I think for people who have reservations about the idea of, of networking, if you have that framed as just information, you know, and, it's, and, and when you sit back and think about it, it's really just showing an interest in someone else's life, what, you know, what they're doing, yes. what's important, you know, to them. And, and uh, you know, and I think, um, like you say, everybody has a particular story, a, a set of experiences, um, that they're willing to share. So um, I think, you know, just kind of looking at it from that way would really kind of help ease um, yes. reservations someone may have. Um, now, your book, um, it, The 20-Minute Networking Meeting, 20 minutes. Let's talk about timing, <laughs> you know, and you know, the, you know, obviously the book is 20-minute network, so I want to talk about 20-minute network meeting and maybe variations thereof. Right. Well, the thing is, uh, I think it's believed by a lot of people out there that, you know, the longer the, the meeting you have, the better it's going to be. You know, so it's got to be like at least an hour long. But, but that's mm. one of the reasons that people um, are reluctant to go and network is because that, that time really isn't used very well. And, and, you know, who's got an, an extra hour to spare with a complete stranger about who knows what? Um, but if you really look at that meeting and you kind of take away all of the small talk and all of this and all of that, and, and then you just distill it down to what it is that you're really there to talk about, it really doesn't take much more than 20 minutes. And 20 minutes, by the way, um, is not a hard and fast rule. It doesn't have to be exactly 20 minutes. It can be shorter. It can be longer. In the case of it being longer, you would like for your, for your uh, contact to be leading that. So if you get to that kind of you're getting close to that 20-minute mark, you say, hey, you know, Robert, I just want to make sure that you're still good on time. I want to be sensitive to your time. And, and if you were to tell me, no, no, no problem, let's just let's keep going. I've got another 10 minutes or whatever else. That's wonderful. That's great because your conversation can keep going, and you're still being respectful of that person's time. And it can be shorter uh, in the sense that let's just say you and I have already had a discussion. You already know my background and you know these certain things that will provide context uh, for our discussion. Well, that means maybe we can just jump right into the, the discussion where I say, hey, Robert, can I ask you, last conversation we were talking about podcasting. We were talking about radio shows. Can, can I ask you two or three more questions? And now you have a much shorter meeting. Um, it just is a case-by-case -case scenario. There is no hard and fast rule. It is just paying attention to time and making sure that that information exchange is specific, that you know what you're asking, because the more specific you are in the questions that you ask, the more specific an answer you get. Yeah, yeah. I think about this often uh, because, you know, having done the radio show for like 11 years now, I mean, there are a lot of people and a lot of contact that I've come across and, and people a lot of times, you know, right. 
write or, or you know, ask, you know, how well do you know this one, you know, or do you know somebody who can talk about this? And so, um, and, and right. I'm very cognizant of, you know, the, my use, the use of time, you know, and, and, and you're right, you know, that um, a, a 20 minutes is, for me, a 20 minute time span is, is great. You know, I mean, it, it's a, it's a good amount of time um, to be able to, you know, to get into some detail, but not to feel like, you know, this is uh, right. a whole consultation, you know, and, and, and it's right. interesting because about that 20 minute mark is, is about the time I start to think, okay, you know, I think we've covered everything, you know, or, or right. if not, why haven't we, <laughs> why haven't we? Um, but, um, you know, but then again, so, and I think because of, of having been on the, that particular end, that when it comes time for me as others, you know, to, to network with others, you know, for their time, I'm, I'm just very, um, aware of, of, uh, you know, of just not abusing, you know, someone's time. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it really all comes down to that. And the thing is, if you carry a networking meeting uh, that is um, really long, for instance, and you're hoping to meet other people through the person that you're sitting down with, well, the impression that you're giving that person is telling them exactly how you'd run a meeting with someone else that they introduce you to. And if it's a time waster, they can assume that you're going to do the same with those valued contacts that they have. And people are really reluctant to do that. But if you're keeping it pretty succinct, you know, it's 20 minutes long, it's got some structure to it, you know exactly what you're after and you're asking. And, you know, there's a key question that we'll cover maybe in a little while here, but making sure that it's reciprocal too, right? Someone decided to sit down with you uh, and give you information, give you their time and give you information or or whatever else. Um, Well, people tend to figure, hey, this is a really well-run meeting, and um, yeah, if they're probably going to run this kind of meeting with someone else that I would introduce them to, and that's how you end up building more relationships through those people, and then it's rinse and repeat. You just keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very um, – when it comes time to referring to other people, I, what I tend to do is – you know, if there's a – if someone wants to connect with someone, like a, a former guest, for example, um, you, you know, about a particular question, if, you know, if they want me to try and maybe contact the individual or, you know, direct you – know, and, and a lot of times it will depend as if I've had a, an established relationship with the, the guest, like someone who's been on multiple times, or if it's just someone who's right. been on one time and it was just a very, you know – simple that I don't know very well. Maybe we don't interact on social media or LinkedIn, you know, those kinds of things. So, so when that kind of thing happens, I tend to say, well, I can go ahead and give them the information, indicate what you want, and then leave it up to them whether or not they want to call you, you know? Um, now is that right? That's how I, I, I mean, that way I, I don't um, put any pressure on, you know, the, the get my father. I don't put pressure on the guests. And, and also, you know, as far as the expectation of me, you know, in, in introducing someone who maybe I don't know, you know, particularly yeah. well, and, and inquiry, you know, and, and I mean, because I've had situations where, you know, people have referred others to me that have just been crazy. <laughs> yeah, just crazy. Right. You know, I just was like, oh, what did you do? Why did you do this? Um, but anyway, that's you know, Robert, I actually based do. on my experience. 
I, I do something similar, I, uh, uh, especially through LinkedIn. Um, uh, I have, so on LinkedIn, I have uh, 30,000 connections. And this is a little while back. Uh, it was the Huffington Post. It, it, they cited my account as one of the more linked uh, accounts in the world. I don't know if that's still the case, but I think it's pretty safe to say that I don't, you know, send out 30,000 uh, holiday cards every year. I don't know everybody, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but because right. I am connected to them, uh, I get requests pretty frequently. Hey, would you mind connecting me to this other person? But the thing is, is if, if I don't know that person, that person doesn't know me, well, then what do you do? And, and I do very similar to what you do. I'll send a note and I let that person know I'm going to send them a note. I don't know them uh, at all. I don't know them very well. Uh, and I'll get back to you if they say, yeah, that's a thumbs up, and then, and then uh, they'll connect. But the point is, is giving them that option so no one is put on the spot, no one is guessing, you know, and the person who had the request, they're not left in the air wondering if they're going to be connected with someone. But more importantly, they just have an understanding of what my connection is with that person. Everyone stays aware and conscious of what the whole thing is. Um, but, you know, options. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, and, and – I'm glad you pointed out. So for me, I need to really kind of look at modifying. So not to leave the person hanging, this kind of indicates that um, get the decision from, like, say, from the guest, yes or no, um, and then pass that on to the inquirer. Right. Right. That's exactly okay. it. Then then no one's okay. uncomfortable and everyone's got yeah. an answer. And, you know, if it doesn't go, then it doesn't go. But everyone yeah. Under, yeah. everyone understands. Yeah. So that's one change in my process that I'll, I'll implement. Um, so, so now, um, when it comes time to your networking contacts, um, is there a way to prioritize prioritize them? Yeah, there is, and it's going to be. It just really depends on your circumstances. But but the simple way to to really put it is you you kind of look at it like concentric circles. Start with those that are closest to you and then go completely on the way out So, um, to complete strangers. So, for example, um, if it's me, uh, if it's you, then you, maybe it would be family first. Family is really great to network with, right, because we have family who do all kinds of different things. And they're family, and because they know you well and you, and you know them well, um, people really are really willing to help. And then from there you go out to, like, the friends circle, and it's the, then it's the same thing. And then from there you go to peers uh, and or colleagues, and then you go out to like former peers and colleagues, and then out from there, eventually getting to complete strangers. Now that doesn't have to be that order. You can go straight to complete strangers. It just depends yeah. on your circumstances, and and the success uh, around that really depends on how you end up relating to that person. If you're very specific about what you're wanting, so for instance, if I reach out to you on LinkedIn and you are still a complete stranger to me. And I say, Robert, um, uh, I was reading your profile. I know that you have a lot of radio behind you. I would love to ask you three questions about production, radio production. It'll take just 20 minutes, uh, and I'm happy to call you or come over to your office, whatever it would be. Um, and that's it. It's as simple as that, making, setting up all those expectations. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and, and so we just kind of jumped. Um, right to a complete stranger, but but like kind of like what we were saying, you told you know totally what to expect from everything, and then it leaves that person in the position to be able to go. Can I handle twenty minutes for just three questions on something very specific that I can talk about? Sure. 
So it doesn't have to be any particular yeah. order or priority. Um, it's just more about how you relate to that person uh, that will kind of dictate the success in getting the meeting. Yeah, I, you know, as I was looking at that, when you started with family, I thought, well, some families, <laughs> you know, some families, you know, just um, uh, <laughs> yeah. can, be, can be challenging, <laughs> you know, but uh, right. clearly depending <laughs> on your <laughs> unique situation. Uh, so, um, by the way, we're going to take a, a break in a few minutes. So I do want to invite listeners, if you would like to call in and ask Nathan any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. And for those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions for Nathan, feel free to pose them there. Um, so um, when it comes to um, informational you know, interviews with people, we, we talked about that, and network meeting, is there is there what is the the difference between the two? Uh, right, or is it's a good question, and one really important to kind of um, uh, discern one from the other. So, so an informational meeting or an informational interview um, is more something that is going to be narrow and deep. So, for instance, I might want to talk about something very specific about radio um, that is all going to be radio. Okay, uh, but if it's mm -hmm. going to be a networking meeting, what you're hoping to actually do is cover a little more ground, a little more breadth than depth. There can still absolutely be depth, but you're just hoping to get more scope uh, of things. So there's a, there's a big difference between the two. And the, and the reason it's important is because when you go to request such a meeting, um, whether it's a networking or informational, it's going to be important to that person and what it is that you're really looking right. for. Because, again, you know, narrow and deep, we could talk all about radio, only radio, here it is. But in case of networking, it could be radio, it could be podcasting, it could be outside of that altogether and get into television or whatever else. So just that's the difference between the two, narrow and deep and, and more breadth and depth. Perfect. Well, we're going to go ahead and take um, a 90-second break there, folks. And, um, and then we, when we come back, Nathan, I want to ask you, what if I'm an introvert? <laughs> what happens now? <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. All right. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. 
Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Nathan A. Perez. He, along with Dr. Marsha Ballinger, have co-authored the book, The 20-Minute Networking Meeting, Learn to Network, Get a Job. And for more information about Nathan, you can visit his website, which is www.nathanaperez.com. And again, for more information specific to the book, you can visit www.the20number20 and then mnm.com. That's for 20minutenetworkingmeeting.com. Okay, so with that, we're back. Nathan? I'm here. <laughs> All right, great. Okay. So the old introvert, extrovert <laughs> kind of question. So yeah, I'm an introvert. I mean, I, you know, um, it was, uh, I had, um, I, I just, I'm the kind of person that would, you know, go to a party and, and, you know, be kind of standing in the corner waiting for someone to talk to me <laughs> rather than go out and talk to someone else. <laughs> um, and, and actually even that even continued when I was in the corporate world, I, I was a corporate trainer. And um, when I told people <laughs> family that I was going to do this. They're like, oh, right. you, can't talk, you can't talk to anyone, let alone talk to class or any of that. But it was interesting because, you know, again, that's why I said family. Sometimes you really want to be sure of who you're asking. Um, but um, in that particular case, I was in a role, you know, and it was kind of, I, I, was, I was the instructor and I had students. So, I mean, it was, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it was structured. So, for me, you know, that was easier than a, an unstructured setting like a party or a gathering, an office gathering. So let's talk about introvert. How about you? Where would you fall in that spectrum? Well, Robert, I, like you, am an introvert. Uh, <laughs> I'm an introvert. And here's the thing is about it. You know, uh, I, have, I have a 20-year career in the arts as a professional actor and writer. I'm a formally trained actor. Uh, but in spite of all that experience, I've had the opportunity to do film and television and musicals and stage and print and commercials. And I did, I got to do all of those things. But in spite of the fact that I've, you know, been in front of audiences and cameras and worked in that capacity, and I'm a professional speaker these days, it doesn't change the fact that I am actually an introvert. Now, what defines uh, an extrovert is someone who gets all their energy when they've been around people, groups of people. And by contrast, an introvert is someone who recharges and they, and they get their energy when they've had a sufficient amount of time to self-reflect. And I certainly mm-hmm. fall in that category. Um, now, my point is here, though, um, this networking thing, uh, for anybody who's listening is also an introvert, it's just a skill. It is just a skill, and it's like any other skill that can be learned. It just needs a little bit of process and practice. And the, the practice part is the key. You actually have to you know, try and get out there and, and do it. Um, and when it comes to networking, as you had mentioned that, Robert, you know, to, to go someplace when it's supposed to be a gathering where people are going to mm-hmm. get together and, and be social. Um, there are lots of us who want to kind of be the wallflower, and we kind of wait for <laughs> other people to, to maybe walk up to us. But try to remember that most of the people tend to feel just like we do. They also mm. tend to go to networking meetings uh, or, or like events like this, social events, and, and they think in their head, I'm supposed to be going and talking to people. I'm supposed to be going to do this. And if you haven't done it yet, I encourage you to actually go and talk to such a person. And what I believe you're going to see is relief. 
oh my gosh, someone can <laughs> talk to me. Because if we've ever felt that relief when someone comes and talks to us uh, and we're grateful for it, you can bet that other people want to do the same. And, and once that happens, once we start kind of chit-chatting a little bit, people really do. They, they want to open up. And me personally, for those of you that are listening, for any social event, uh, I am certainly not someone who's going to go walk and, and work a room, shake everybody's hand and, you know, make, making lots of contacts. It's more about there's a significant difference between making contacts and making connections. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to networking. It's actually relationship building. Um, so you don't have to go and work a room. What I do is I'll talk to you. If it's a three-hour event, I might top out at three people, four people. And it doesn't mean that I'm spending an hour with every single person. Um, I'm just spending a, a lot more time with uh, those certain people than I am in shorter conversations with others. Sure, I'll go and talk to other people, um, but for a lot less time. So it's not about that. It's not about that slick and smooth and doing it right. Um, we kind of have it in our head that networking, you've got to be that, that slick and smooth thing. Well, the perception, the reason that we have that perception in the first place is because there are some folks out there who are pretty confident or feel pretty okay going out there and, and just having conversations with people. They seem to know what to say. They seem to engage people into discussions. But if we kind of remember that we're all human and we have all of these things in common with others, the next thing you know, you're relating on all these different levels, on all these different topics. Um, it's just about relating to people, and we have everything to relate about. So whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, um, it kind of goes out the window. It's still just chatting. It's just discussion and that information exchange. So if you're an introvert, just talk. And the great thing is about <laughs> some of us introverts, right, we tend to really kind of be in our heads. We are observers, um, and, and, and we have powers of perception. Well, the thing is, is all of that observation and perception that we have is data and information in and of itself, meaning that if you're someone who likes to read a lot, if you like to stand back and watch everything, everything that you are reading, everything that you observe are all the things that you can share in return with other people. We are walking data banks of information and experiences. We can share that. So there's no worry if, if you're an introvert. Um, you're already doing this networking thing. All you have to really do if you want to is um, be more intentional about it. And if you want to have like a meeting yeah. meeting, then you just get a little more formal about it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And, you know, and the idea of, you know, there are varying degrees of connection. You know, like you said, some people you might talk with more and have, a, you know, an extended kind of connection with versus some that you may not. Now, one of the things you mentioned about, you know, with the introvert is the power of, of perception and, and kind of um, reading, reading people. Uh, it seems that um, how, how I'm, I'm sure it's important, but the idea of recognizing when someone doesn't want to <laughs> network with you or that your questions are right. um, not welcome, you know, so how, how does one maneuver that? Right. Okay. So maybe I think what you're talking about in this case is say like a social event, correct? Correct. As opposed okay. to like a, mm -hmm. a, a yeah. meeting, an actual meeting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah, it, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like at a social event, something like that, when you go to talk to people, you can tell we're, we are all equipped to see, feel, and understand where other people are. We are equipped because we're humans ourselves. When people, um, so for instance, if you've ever been in a group of happy people and uh, <laughs> someone comes in in a foul mood, uh, you can sense it. You can feel it. 
um, it can actually really impact the group and no one has to say anything. Um, so when you go to talk to somebody and, and, you know, body language has a little bit to do with this. Sometimes arms are crossed. Sometimes legs are crossed. Sometimes people have their back kind of or mostly turned to the group. They're, they're giving off all kinds of signals mm-hmm. that I don't want to be talking um, already, okay. right? Or maybe you begin a discussion and you say, you know, hey, Robert, I'm Nathan because, you know, I see your name tag. I say, hey, Robert, I'm Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, how's the evening going? Have you been talking to a lot of people? And I get a short clipped answer. Yeah, it's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, then that's a real big signal already, right? Because uh, uh-huh. it didn't come back to me. The response yeah. didn't come back to me in sentences. It came back to me in words. And, and there's, a, right. there's an indicator right there. Um, it, mm-hmm. If someone isn't smiling when you reach out your hand to shake hands or they, you know, their, their hand comes up kind of slowly, they seem reluctant, there's another signal. Now, if that happens, this is totally okay. Remember, if we as introverts, like we were just talking about this, can feel this way ourselves, then we can completely understand the other person as well. And we can understand right. it's their thing. They might be uncomfortable. They might be feeling weird about being here too and not able to do this. If that's the case, we just have to remember that's not on us. It's not really on them either. We just understand that that person is not in the position to do that right now. So you could have just a little bit more chit-chat because that person's probably going to feel at least obligated to say a little bit back in return. Uh, and then you can kind of close down the, the discussion. This is a social event. That means that you get to go and talk to other people, and you can let that person do the same, and you can say as much. Hey, I just wanted to say yeah. hi, Robert, and, you know, just see how things were going. Probably, let, you know, let you get back to your night. I'm going to go try and chat with some more people. You know, have, have a good rest mm-hmm. of the night. Maybe I'll catch you later in the evening. And then that's it. Yeah. There's, okay. there's no right. Good. There's no wrong. Yeah. Right. It's just as simple mm-hmm. as that. That's that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, now you mentioned um, the handshake. You know, now in this period of COVID, <laughs> boy, um, I'm sure things have changed. So, can you um, talk a little bit about you know the the changes during this period and what you know some things for people to be um, aware of during um, this pandemic. Right. Uh, so this, uh, before I get to COVID, you mentioned the handshaking. So if we're at a social event, here's the thing about it. Everything that we've been experiencing in this last year, as we have all experienced, is the limitation of any kind of physical contact or interaction, even being in the same space. But it's really mm-hmm. important to, to, to say here that networking really is about the relationship building. Okay? It's a human okay. thing. And so shaking hands is a good idea, um, but we just have to be aware that some people might not be back in that spot yet where they're going to be okay shaking hands. So, in other words, you can say so. You know, hold out the hand. Hey, Robert, good to see you. Shake hands, uh, and, and, and I'm going to get a response. Yes, that's okay. Um, no, it may not be. That's totally okay. We just have to be aware of it as people who are um, hoping to meet others. Now, generally speaking, when it comes to um, the whole pandemic and everything that's happened in this last year, networking, and I ask, I'm asked this question very, very frequently these days, how has it changed? Here's the thing. It has not changed hardly at all. If it has changed, it has gotten better. It's gotten a lot better. And there are two primary reasons why this is the case. The first one is the technology, and the second one is boredom. All right, so first, the technology. Lots of people beyond a year ago 
weren't really using video as much. It was growing, you know, we're kind of getting used to it. But a lot of people still wanted to do phone calls. Um, but then we got thrown into the same circumstances together, and we had no choice. We had to start using the tech. And this wasn't just for professional reasons. It was also for personal reasons, right? So if, if, if work, if mm-hmm. it meant now we have to use video in order to get our stuff done, okay, there's that. But then also families were really concerned, have been concerned about, you know, um, being near one another. And so we had to do something about that. So there was the video. So on a personal and professional level, um, we've learned to use the tech. The second part of that is uh, the boredom. I call it uh, pandemic uh, boredom. Um, we've not been able to be social in the same way that we have in the past. So what has happened is we have had a desire to be social. We, we're not going to restaurants like we were or, the, or bars or the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's all changed. Um, but this boredom itself has allowed people to really want to be social again, and that will continue to grow. But the good news is with these two things put together, the technology has created a convenience. It's created like, for instance, you know, um, commutes, daily commutes have changed. Lunches have changed. All these things that take time um, that are outside of the professional space, it's all different now. And now it frees up the entire clock to be able to meet with people conveniently. And these days, because of that pandemic boredom, people are much more willing to be social over the video because it is also because it's so convenient. So for those of you that want to go and network and you're concerned of whether or not this pandemic thing has gotten in the way, not at all. Actually, it's gotten a lot more convenient because of the tech and because of the boredom, people are much more willing at at, at different hours um, of the day, even Saturdays and Sundays in some cases. And because we haven't been able to be social, in the same way we have, we are much more willing to meet with even complete strangers. So it hasn't really changed. It is the same thing, this networking thing, as we're talking about it. Um, but if it has changed, I would say that it's gotten better. And I've seen this yeah. all year long, dozens of conversations yeah. about it. It's a very positive time in that sense. Yeah, I, I can see see that happening. I mean, when you when you um, are, are watching news broadcasts and you know everybody has their Zoom, <laughs> their their own family background. Right. You know? I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, she's got peonies in the behind her again. You know, or I saw that kid <laughs> <Yeah>. yesterday. <laughs> you know, it's totally um, yeah. people walking into yes. the room, uh, phones ringing. Yes. As you may have heard, there's a phone <laughs> ringing in my background, uh, and that's broadcast television that you're seeing too, right? So to a certain extent, we've even come to accept that fact, that these things will happen. This is okay. This is okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I, I really enjoy that change, you know, that particular aspect. Um, so now if I – let's say that I'm – right now, at this particular point in time, I really don't have, a, like, a networking strategy, you know, um, that I'm employing. Um, I, I obviously, I am networking on various levels and with, you know, certain types of people. What would be, like, the first thing that I would want to do to maybe work that into my plan? Right, as a networking strategy. Just a networking strategy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. okay, so the first thing you have to decide is what it is that you're looking for or what it is that you're trying to learn or what you're trying to understand. Okay. And once you figure that out, then you try to, then you have to figure out who it is that you want to be networking with that can help you understand it or give you this kind of information. 
so if I'm on LinkedIn and I'm thinking about, I'm just going to keep using radio broadcast. And radio broadcast, I'll hop on LinkedIn, uh, and I want to know two or three things. You know, how is radio and how is podcast different? Are both of them a good idea together? And I do a LinkedIn search, and Robert pops up. You pop up. Um, so now I've mm-hmm. identified you. And then from there, okay. I try to understand um, from maybe your LinkedIn profile what it is that you do in radio and podcast. Uh, and wow. once I understand that, oh, my goodness, I have an animal in here, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> give, me, <laughs> give me one moment. Talk about that live we were just, uh, networking weirdness we were just stuff that goes that. on. <laughs> there is – uh, once I understand from your background mm-hmm. what you what you may be able to answer from me, then for me, then I would formulate okay. questions for you. And once I have an understanding, okay. of, then may I, I may reach out to you. But the great news is, is these questions that I might be formulated could possibly um, I could possibly ask someone else who's also in the same industry, and then and again and again. So. It's just from the very beginning, identifying what it is that you're looking for that you need to understand, and then finding those certain people, formulating the questions, and then reaching out. Okay, that's good. And you know, and it, you know, you've kind of talked about it a couple of times. Is it's really relationship building, um, so it's kind of important to not make a a one-time kind of deal if you if you want to network, correct? Yes, absolutely. The relationship building. You know, we could talk about it in in the sense that, like, that's that's what your goal is to build the relationship. But actually, there really is no such thing. What you're doing is, by way of the question asking and the talking and the information sharing and exchange, that gain in familiarity, that is what is actually building the relationship. And the more familiar that we become with one another, um, the more trust there is there. And it's very important, those two things. That's ultimately what, what the relationship. Um, now, I want to go back a step. Um, did, did, did you ask me a specific question around that? Because otherwise I can just keep, keep going. No, no. I mean, it, it was just the, um, you know, the, the just, idea of, yeah. It was of just relationship general, building. Know. Yeah. Right, relationship building. Yeah. Relationship you know, because, building is the, I mean, is the cornerstone. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, you know, it's, because so many times we, you know, um, we will, you know, approach someone and maybe talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about, that information sharing, you know, and then um, then let it go. And, and but, but it seems that um, in order to um, – uh, that is important to to build a, a, a continuing. Like you mentioned, you know, we would talk about podcasts, and then you come back and say, you know, a couple of weeks later, maybe, oh, you know, the, this was this kind of popped up, and you know, can, I want to clarify. So, I mean, it, it was the way of um, extending the conversation. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I, I think it's important to also define because um, we might wonder, well, what is that, though? Like, what, what, what's considered the relationship now? Well, in the mm-hmm. same way that you might fill out a form somewhere, what is your relationship to X, Y, and Z person, mm-hmm. right? It could be a family mm-hmm. member. It could be a friend or whatever else. Well, in this case, um, you and I have talked a couple of times, um, and, and while we might not know the depths of each other's history, uh, we still have a relationship. 
And when it comes to just uh, because it, it may be what it is, and it might be as limited as it, as it is, but it is still right. a relationship. And so it could be small and limited at one moment, but over the course of time, again, with that information exchange, whatever we talk about, just whatever we talk about, the more we get to know about one another, the more we are actually developing that relationship. And why that is so important is because, you know, it's people. We are just helping one another. We can never really forget that, especially as tech continues to grow. The the tech is great, but the tech is the facilitator we still actually have to have the human interaction with one another. And those are the relationships and we cultivate those and we move forward. And then we just continue to build those relationships, but understanding and never forgetting that that is the core. That is the very foundation of all networking. So it's relationship. And again, could be limited, or maybe you've known someone for a long time, or maybe you spent just one long time in discussion and got to know a lot about them. But that's what builds and defines uh, what the relationship building thing means. Yeah. Now, is there a um, an ideal kind of size that my network should be? I mean, you know, it's like thirty thousand people connecting to you know LinkedIn Plus. I mean, it's like okay, <laughs> you know. Um, so, and I can understand the idea of. of you know, quality and quantity, and maybe having networking on maybe multiple levels, I mean, multiple levels of networking. So what was your idea about numbers and quality and that kind of thing? It is not a numbers game. It is definitely quality over quantity. Yeah. It's sort of like saying that you have a bucket full of tools um, wonderful. You might need to use any one of those tools, but then you find over the course of time you've only, at that time, you know, needed two or three of them. It's great that the, all the, the rest are there, but are you, are you ever going to use them? So it's really about, um, you know, the people that are in your life mm-hmm. right now, they might have all the answers that you need at the moment. If you feel that you need mm-hmm. more, maybe you can, uh, you know, dig further into the bucket, if you will. Um, but it's not like trying to collect people and then call on them later. Right. You can actually okay. build out your, your tool set over the course of time. Okay, great. I'm glad that we got that clarified um, for, for people out there that, you know, yeah. maybe have you know, limited kind of formal networks. Um, so, Cass, we're down to the end of the show already, Nathan. So this has really been a great conversation. Is there any um, – particular maybe uh, words of wisdom or something you may want to share with listeners that we didn't cover that you would like to share before we close? Yes, there's, there's one particular thing, uh, especially. Uh, it's one of the, I can't call it a mistake, um, and yet it's something that, that kind of really borders that. When you are out there in networking and you are asking for time and the expertise or wisdom or whatever it is from people, we can't forget that that was a gift of time. They were giving that to us. And and what we can't forget is that we need to do the same in return. So if you have a networking Mm -hmm. meeting, um, you want to make sure that it's got to be the last question you ask. How can I help you in return for what you've given to me? And for that matter, it doesn't have to apply just to networking. Again, we're human. And you can ask this question of anybody anytime. But what I can tell you is when you do, it's a game changer in terms of your relationship building. Once someone understands that you see uh, what they've given you and that you're willing to give back, all opportunities start to arise. 
it just opens the door wide open. So be very conscious of that, especially these days where things feel so weird right now in the whole world. But if you were to extend that offer to someone, how can I help you? It doesn't have to be at this moment. Uh, it could be later mm-hmm. down the, the road. And here are two, three, four different ideas in which I could help you with according to what you and I just talked about. And people will love it in the same way that we would love it. So just ask, how can I help you? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I appreciate that in, in my life when, when that happens. And um, so uh, it's really important. So I'm glad that you shared that. Well, thank you for your time, Nathan. I really enjoyed our chat today. Oh, you too. Thank you too, Robert. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. You're, you're very welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Nathan A. Perez. We've been talking about the book that he co-authored with Dr. Marsha Bellinger called um, The 20-Minute Networking Meeting, uh, Learn to Network and Get a Job. And again, you can find out more about Nathan and all that he has to offer by visiting his website, which is www.nathanaperez.com. And again, for more information about the book, specifically the 20-minute networking meeting, you can visit number 20 and then mnm.com. That's 20mnm.com. So, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.